Mm, I'm dancing even though I can't hear it. It's the dream team. I hate that I can't Adam hear it. Bobby Josh, got the news What's up, you diehards, you degenerates, you lovers of defensive football? This is Josh Raymer, and we are back with another episode of the Big Three IDP Podcast. And joining me in the Sode Shack tonight, to my left, is Connor Raymer. And joining us in the virtual Sode Shack from his humble abode is Adam Markham. Addy, how you doing, baby? Doing good, Josh. You sure about that? Doing okay, man. Not, hey. not throwing a man. <laughs> Maybe. Hopefully not. <laughs> no, we're all good. I was, uh, yeah, I was exposed to somebody. So, uh, you know, thought that I'd go play around round of golf. And uh, I did that. I posted some pictures on Thursday. They're a beautiful, beautiful sinkhole out at Old Stone. And uh, so got to got to play uh, like 12 or 13 holes. Uh, and then I got a text the next day. Uh, from the from the guy I played with saying that he tested positive. So And who did you play with before you went and played the way nicer course at Old Stone? Yeah, that's right. I played with the old Connie Wani over at Hobson Grove. And people are saying he's turned into a scratch golfer. I'm not saying that, but people Most are people are that, blind yeah. or drunk or both. Hey, Adam. A lot of whispers. A lot of whispers of that. Uh although also few, you know, fair share of furrowed brows too. <laughs> Some furrowed brows yeah, being cast in your this. direction, yeah. Connie. Sure. I can believe that. Shots fired. Sure, sure. Sure, sure. Well, we appreciate you guys joining us tonight. It is a holiday weekend here in the United States with Thanksgiving coming up. I was talking to someone who lives in Amsterdam, and I was like, do you guys have Thanksgiving? Like, Because, you know, Amsterdam typically imports a lot of American holidays. And he said, no, we don't have a Thanksgiving equivalent, but we did steal Black Friday from you guys. So... Good to know that holiday has made its way across the pond. Dude, I, man. dude, I bet, I bet Thanksgiving in Amsterdam would be sick, dude. Yeah, it, they yeah. do have some of the best food in the world, I will say. They, hey, uh, you know what else they got, Josh? Dude, they make a mean stroopwafel. They make a great apple pie. My wife says their beer is very good. And the other stuff, Josh. Yeah, the red light district uh, prostit- prostitution is legal over there, so it's all good stuff, Addy. Hey, hey, is anybody is anybody ready for that uh, special walk with the cousins this uh, this week, or or to see your crazy uncle that's going to say something crazy? Hey, I don't have to worry about that, guys. Yeah, it's true. Adam gets to spare himself <laughs> the uh, the fun uh, dinner table conversations this I, week. I still need a fake uncle remark about like just some fake uncle that said something just totally preposterous. So if you could get that off on social, that'd be great. Thank you. Yeah, we don't need a three percenter proud boy here. (laughs) We we don't need a a fake uncle story. I'm sure that one of our uncles at some point will say something absurd. That's just that's why you have uncles. Yep. Yep. Even though we're we're all uncles now. So let's say we fall into this category. Yeah, I'm kind of outrageous for Paxton. No, we're the cool uncles, bros. We're the cool uncles. Take it, get cigarettes, and let you drive the car early, and help <laughs> help you knock up some girl at your teenage prom. We're the cool uncles. That's right. Oh, man. This show's off to a great start. We're yeah. thankful. We're thankful that our listeners understand, Addy, that this is what they signed up for when they became fans of the Big Three IDP podcast. It's not going to be the straight laced, strictly football. You know talk that you get on every other football podcast. 
Right. We like to have a wacky time because we're wacky boys. Oh, no, not the wacky boys <laughs> character again. We don't need him to make a return appearance. <laughs> wacky boys guy coming out of retirement. Yeah, let's put him back in the... How are we doing the- tonight? What are you boys thankful for? <laughs> I'm thankful you're not here right now because I'd want to strangle you. Um, so that's 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 what I'm thankful Could for. Could you imagine killing Markham on the live stream? Oh, the numbers would be insane. Yeah, so... I was thinking about that with all the Zoom calls and the podcasts and all these kind of like video conferencing things. Someone has been murdered on some kind of live stream this year. Oh, dude. Yes. There's, I don't want to get into it, but yeah, there's been some awful things on live streams. A lot of old dudes, Jay, no. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of, you know, <laughs> Jay and off happening on the zoom. We know that we, there was a, what was it? A times sure. reporter that uh, got canned canceled for that. So, uh, but I'm just talking about straight up like murders, like someone's on the zoom. They take a butcher knife to the back and then they're just hunched over on their laptop for the rest of the meeting. Rod wants you to kill me. If I got caught cranking on a, a conference call, I'd want you to like, give me the, the machete in the back of the head. Yeah. So, so, um, yeah, I'm thankful that I haven't been killed yet on a Zoom call or on a live stream. Oh, caught cranking. Yeah. Is that how you want to go? Machete in the back of the head? That, if that's I mean, if that's what I'm doing, like unbeknownst. If to it helps self, y'all go viral, sure. Yeah. I mean, I'll take one for the team. If that's what I'm if that's what I'm going viral for, then yeah, just go ahead and kill me in the process so I don't have to live with that. Yeah, I feel like that would definitely do more for the numbies. Oh, know? yeah, for sure. We could get a lot of mileage out of that. Yeah. But uh, it's going to be a fun show tonight, fellas. I'm excited. We've got some news. We've got some waivers. And we've got a fun segment comparing IDPs to Thanksgiving foods. So we've got six foods, and we each did a player. So we've got 18 players that are going to have a distinct privilege and honor to be compared to some kind of Thanksgiving food. So look forward to that. It's going to be fun. Uh, but let's start off with some news here, boys. And look at this. I've been doing some work. We got a fancy banner here that we're going to put up during the news segment. Addy, you're not looking at the computer. You got to give me some sick. Look at us. We're all fancy wow. now. So we're going to hit the news first, boys. And this first piece of news hurts my heart because even though Connor and I are Colts fans, um, you know, being in Kentucky, you grow up a lot around a lot of Bengals fans. And as we now know, Joe Burrow out for the season with a torn ACL, MCL and other structural damage in his knee. Addy, this is gutting news for Bengals fans. We know one Zach shout out Zach and the XFFL. The only thing they were clinging to this season was Joe Burrow's development. And please God, let him get through the season without being hurt. And now that's been taken away from them. Yeah, not good. Uh, definitely the, the, the worst thing that could have happened. Uh, and it wasn't just, your no standard, you know, ACL, it was MCL, uh, then other stuff with it. You know, we need to have Dr. Lee's break it down on, on Saturdays. So, uh, I'm sure. sure, I'm sure he will, but, uh, yeah, it sounds like he's probably not going to start the year. Uh, next next season on time. I think he'll probably come off the pup, maybe like week six. But uh, it's just it's not what you want to see out of your franchise quarterback. They this, that's what happens though when you have just a, a terrible offensive line. You hate to compare it to, you know, Andrew Luck, but that that does kind of feel similar. Um, and I know you guys can probably speak to that a little more. Yeah. And this Connor, just for a double wiener punch situation for Bengals fans comes just a day before we get the news report today 
that the Bengals are dealing with a toxic locker room environment. Coaches are cussing out players, uh, using derogatory language toward them, calling them thugs. Um, and you know, the, the, the hire of Zach Taylor was meant to inject life and energy into this Bengals franchise after Marvin Lewis had kind of steered them through years of mediocrity and a malaise had seemingly fallen on the franchise. Zach Taylor was brought in to change that. And according to this report, that has not been the case. So if you're a Bengals fan, this is about the worst two day stretch of news that you could possibly get. Oh, and I mean, this just been, this is just another year for the Bengals. It's just, it's shades of when Carson Palmer was cheap shotted. Not that that was cheap necessarily, but it's just the worst case scenario, right? You got a Heisman guy there. Very promising, you know, obviously different stories. Great team is teams. Yeah, exactly. Um, But yeah, it's the worst case scenario for Burrow. I feel for him. We made the early comparison to Andrew Luck in terms of just a guy that has uber talent, some young talent around him that seems fun, um, but he has no O-line, and he was nope. getting beat to death on t- on track for, I think, 70-plus sacks. So we knew this was coming, and it was like us with Colts fans. You know, we used to giggle it his first year when he would get hit and do the goofy, oh, good hit, man. And then we started realizing, man, he's getting up a little slower and he's getting up a little slower. So yeah, I used to joke. He was made of the stuff that the black box and airplanes is made of. Yeah. Turns out he's actually a person uh, with a kidney, right? That could be lacerated. Yeah. And so now we're looking at Burrow and here's, what's going to be crazy and put a, put this in the tickler file is with Burrow before I move on to the crazy Zach Taylor stuff. But what's crazy is what if the Bengals head in towards a top three to five pick, then what are you doing? Are you trading They're that to get him three some, right now? I think hope. I mean, you're going to hope somebody makes a jump. Like, you know, if you're an indie team or somebody that wants a young quarterback to help get some O line picks, you could parlay some O line or some draft picks or something, but um, be curious to see what they do to go ahead and be proactive, put a line around him and you got to get Zach Taylor and everybody in there out. And, you have got to find somebody that is a culture setter. And I think when stuff like that happens in a, in a locker room, especially predominantly black locker room, if you're having guys and coaches call players thugs and just use just totally just racist undertone language and just unacceptable language, you need to let them have a voice with management and ownership about what they expect in a head coach because the way we work at our company, we would always want everybody to feel like they were the culture in the workplace was one of mutual respect. Even if we get onto each other about messing something up, it's in a way of like constructive criticism, not belittling or anything like that. So that's just a total, again, just circling back to the big, it's just par for the course with them. Yeah, unfortunately it is. Um, They are sitting at number three right now, the jets, number one, Jacksonville, number two. So you do have to wonder the Jets or Jags mess up and win a couple games. Cincinnati's not going to win a game the rest of the season. That's for sure. But they have had Addy. You, you think back on it and it, it starts to make a little more sense. Carlos Dunlap obviously was very unhappy. Got traded to Seattle. John Ross has publicly come out on Twitter and requested a trade. Apparently the, the story came out that he injured himself playing DB. That ended up not being true, but they did float the idea by him before he got injured doing wide receiver drills. So there has been some stuff leaking out, and typically when there's smoke, there tends to be fire. 
Right. Yeah. Auden Tate, I think, was another guy that requested a trade. Uh, AJ Green hasn't seemed happy there this year. Um, Who put their house up yeah, for sale mid game? Who did that? That was done. That was done. That was done. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. I was yeah. just thinking of that. It's just, uh, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just, a, it's been a bad organization for a long time. You know, it's, it's, a, it's the owners terrible, similar to what you guys dealt with in, in Indy, you know, the owner's crazy. Um, and there's no sign of him ever letting go of, of his power. And so that's just going to continue to, uh, probably not be a good situation. And it's Cincinnati, you know, it's, it's, they're like, what always going to be the third or fourth best option in the division. Um, like the 28th biggest, you know, TV market in the NFL. I mean, yeah, yeah. it's, a, it's a mom and pop Chris Wessling, who famously divorced himself from his Bengals fandom said that it was a mom and pop run organization. Like they didn't even hire a full scouting staff until like the nineties or two thousands or something. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing Crazy. how cheap they've been for so long. So let's end the Bengals discussion. And again, to our Bengals fans, Zach included, I'm sorry that we had to go through this and drag your team through the mud, but Addy, who makes the playoffs first, the Bengals or the Jaguars? Ooh, that's a good question. Man, uh, I think I'm still going to have to go with the Bengals just because I feel like Jaguars aren't going to make it next year. I know they'll probably have fields, but um, he'll still need a year, I would imagine, until they're ready to contend. Um, but man, you never know. Sometimes those quarterbacks come in and just light it up. I mean, we could easily see Justin Fields being another one of those stories. Uh, but I think that Burrow comes back next year. Um, I could see them making a run, but God, it's probably, we're probably not looking until like, you know, 2022 at the earliest for either one of these teams. Yeah. You forget too. probably a new coach. So you have to wonder new coach coming in Burrow coming off the pup. Do they punt next year and truly start the rebuild? Because this did seem like a year that Burrow was brought in and they thought they could contend. That's why AJ Green's still there making a million dollars a week. So I think it's actually going to be the Jags because I think I think the Bengals have not truly bottomed out yet. I think that's going to happen next year. And so then the rebuilding process can start from there. The Jags have been bottoming out for a while. And when they get fields in the building next year and some other draft picks, maybe they'll be able to turn it around a little more quickly in a, in a division that is not super competitive, especially if the Colts are without a quarterback. But uh, Connie, what about you? I think I'm going to have to agree with Adam there on the, the Bengals. And just because if they don't bungle this on that, having a top three pick and parlaying that in a pretty quarterback rich draft into some O-line for some giving Burrow some protection and into a stopgap for those first probably six to eight weeks. Because like Adam said, I th- I think there's probably a legitimate chance. And like you just said, Josh, I mean, they're paying guys like they didn't, they were going to try to contend this year. So obviously not how it's worked out. The North is much harder than the South. So, you know, contingent on obviously who the Jags get and where they finish up. And, you know, if they're in that one or two slot like they are now, then yeah, obviously you could have fields or Trevor Lawrence and things could pick up rather quickly, but you know, the South is no slouch when you talk about what the Titans have put together, what the Colts have put together. So either way in the AFC, it's, you're going to be talking about, you know, contending for a spot, but not guaranteed in a tough division or fighting for a wild card. So um, I'd probably lean more Bengals though, just knowing that Burrow was there and that they're also going to have this pick in addition to having Burrow come back probably midway through next year. 
Yeah. It's um, maybe, maybe the Colts led by Sam Darnold. will uh, put up a fight there with uh you got that on the brain you I want do. sammy you want sammy to darnold is going to be somewhere he is not going to be with the jets so there's gonna josh you get stuck on these things you want sammy boy don't you i josh? do i mean a top what three top yeah top three pick in the nfl draft is cut loose before he turns 23 or 24 i'm about it i'll give him a chance you know get jacoby out of there get philly out of there although clear then, up 50 million dollars in cap space we'll get into this later i am I'm, I mean, Phil has played besides the second half of the Baltimore game, just peace to resistance lately. Yeah. He's been, he's been, he's been uh, playing well. We just have to hope we don't get a bad Phil game here yeah. sometime soon. We'll see what he does. Hey, did I hear that maybe he had a slight injury in this last game? He did hurt, hurt his toe, foot. Maybe. Yeah. It was uh went to the, went to the tent. I think it was a foot ankle thing. They said they thought it was turf toe turf toe. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is that not lane? good. Not, not for a guy who literally cannot move. It's like, he's going to be going in reverse motion at this point. It's like Troy said, if it's his back, right foot as a right-handed quarterback, and that's your plant foot, you kind of push off of and drive off of. Um, and like you mentioned, Josh, a guy that's not mobile, it's, it's not ideal, but Frank always finds a, a way as a former quarterback that I know has probably dealt with those mobility issues or impair and, you know, impairment type issues that's figure out ways to work around that. And, you know, so I'm, I'm sure he'll figure something out where Phil can hopefully keep that hot hand going. Just put him in a walking boot, put him in a wheelchair. Give I mean, him he's a big bin walking boot. It is not going to affect his mobility whatsoever. Put him on the Paul Pierce wheelchair. Hey, one more thing. Um, Naheem Hines. I thought we were promised more Naheem Hines. What the and then hell Jonathan Taylor. Doing? Yeah, I guess I've learned not to trust any Naheem, not Naheem Hines news out of Indianapolis because just when it makes sense that they're going to ride the hot hand, like after week one, uh, no, it's somebody else. They're turning so, into like, the Patriots with that. Like they have three backs and you never know. It could be Jordan Wilkins one week. It could be. Imagine if Mac was still there. You'd be having Mac, four-headed monster. Hines, Jonathan Taylor, and Wilkins. And I said at the beginning of the year when I first came on, Wilkins was going to work his way in. And he has. And he has. And he's he's played well in the limited snaps he's had. But JT, man, it's... Just when it seemed like Hines was solidifying himself as the go-to back there, JT has his best game. So now, everyone's going to be on the JT train, and we can expect Hines to have a great... Or maybe Wilkins will have the great game next week. I think they're going to continue to try to work Hines in that... Uh, gadget slot but that number 12 from the practice squad has He's come over and getting some good jet sweep action that's a that's a different look at andrew luck than i used to see in number oh, 12 know, that's right i forgot about that that hurts my heart <laughs> all right let's move on here this news yeah just lay face down andrew um this news boys i just want to get a quick take on this here this is old news at this point but we have to bring it up drew Brees apparently just broke all his ribs Broke them all, punctured his lung. He's gone on IR. So the question, Addy, and we'll start with you. If you broke 11 of your ribs, what has, what's, what's happening to you next? I think I'm just laying, laying down on a bed for three or four weeks, not moving at all. I thought you were going to say three or four years. And I thought, yeah, that's probably the <laughs> yeah, same. Three or, would, yeah. Or dying. And that's, yeah, that's probably going to say option. what's happening next is my family's say, figuring out who's going to say the eulogy. That's uh, yeah, I'm getting a new car. I'm assuming I've been in like a major traumatic car wreck, I guess. Like, is that the next thing? Cause dude, 11 ribs, like you're, you're pissing blood for a month. Yeah, or two. That's half your ribs pretty much. Cause yeah. you've got 24. Yeah. You're so, torn up, man. That's, uh, and he stayed in. That's the craziest. He stayed yeah. in. Had a punch. I don't know how long he stayed in. I don't think it was long. No, I don't think it was. He, what, he didn't come back out after halftime. What noise did he make when he was throwing the ball? Like a. Uh, uh, 
something like that. It was really from the depths, a real guttural sound. So, um, sound yeah. off with your with your uh, noises, guys. <laughs> give us your moans in the comments. <laughs> yeah, give us type out your moan sound. Um, all right. So, speaking of something that is moan worthy, uh, let's talk about the Ravens Steelers game being in jeopardy on Thanksgiving due to the Rona. Uh, multiple, uh, multiple. Unfortunately, positive tests, uh, both Mark Ingram and uh, J.K. Dobbins tested positive for COVID. So it's the Gus Bus and Justice Hill. Um, But the Ravens, I believe, or the Steelers, or maybe both had to shut their facilities down. I don't know, Eddie. I just saw a tweet. The game's in jeopardy. That would be some 2020 stuff right there to take away our Thanksgiving football game. Uh, the, The nightcap there. Yeah, that'd be a shame. Um, and it sucks for Dobbins just because he had, you know, clearly he's going to be the guy now out of that backfield. I mean, we've we've known this all along. I just sometimes these coaches are a little stubborn. They want to, uh, you know, they don't want to hurt the feelings of these vets. And I think that's all that's been. But yeah, Dobbins look great. That's going to uh, that's going to be exciting to watch going forward. But yeah, please, God, do not let us miss that that night game. I always love that one. It's the best. It's typically the best game. It typically involves, I feel like the Ravens or the Steelers in some capacity. Um, And yeah, it's, it is a great way to end the night because you've spent the whole day watching football and you're like, what could make this day better? (gasps) More football. Yes, please. And thank you. So hopefully that game does not get taken away from us. Um, Absurism IDP has a question. Any news on the incident at the Cowboys stadium today? Did you all see this? So uh, one of their coaches there for the Cowboys was rushed to the hospital, emergency medical incident. The facility was shut down. Everything was canceled. And they actually news came out that this coach had died. Like if you go back, Michael Lombardi may have deleted this tweet, but he actually retweeted it and said, my sincerest condolences to the Cowboys. Um, So Crazy, crazy stuff. We don't, I don't, I haven't seen yet why this coach was hospitalized. It was a very serious thing from what I understand, but yes, literally news was coming out that he had passed away. Wow. I did not see this at all. I've also, you know, I've been off work, so I haven't really been tuned in this week, but uh, man, that's a shame. Yeah. So it is, um, let's see here. Let's take a look at the news. Um, Yeah. It's Dallas Cowboys strength coach, Marcus Paul. Uh, was rushed to the hospital. He's undergoing tests as of eight hours ago. Um, But at TMZ, the headline, Dallas Cowboys coach Marcus Paul, not dead, still fighting after medical emergency. So, um, yeah, I mean, thoughts and prayers to the uh, to the Paul family uh, with with whatever's going on there. We hope he's okay. Uh, But just a bizarre, bizarre incident. I thought when they had shut the facility down. They said it was something medical related, but not related to COVID. And so that was a very strange thing. Turns out it was as serious as people suspected. There was just that really weird twist there of the, of the premature, premature uh, death uh, news. So hopefully he gets better. And uh, we have some good news to report later this week. Good job, Mike Lombardi. Yeah, I don't think he originally tweeted it, but he retweeted it. That's how I saw it, uh, giving condolences to the Cowboys organization. So, uh, all right, let's move on here to the next segment we got, Addy. And we're going to talk some waivers. And as we did a couple weeks ago, 
uh, we want to pull from instead of, you know, looking at, uh, you know, the, the people that are out there on like our various league waiver wires, we want to give some love to two of our favorites, Mike Wollert and Kyle belly fuel. They do awesome work for four for four and IDP guys, respectively. They put out a weekly waiver wire article. So what we've been doing is pulling out some common players on both of those lists when possible. So, um, I want to start with linebacker here, Addy, and this one pains me. It pains me deep in my soul because my baby, my one and only son, Jayon Brown, had been balling out. He had been uh, justifying that almost $10 million investment in our main league. He was an LB1, and then he has a dislocated elbow, is out for the season. So both Mike and Kyle suggest Will Compton. What do you think about Compton as a replacement for Jayon Brown? Yep, absolutely. I mean, Compton was the guy that came in and filled in for uh, Jayon Brown. He logged 35 snaps this past week, um, and that was right after Jayon went out. Um, but yeah, that's that's what we're looking for. We're looking for that that replacement. Looks like it's going to be Will Compton, and uh, yeah, he, he's going to rack up some tackles. So I'd fire him up and or, and definitely add him to your waivers if you can. Yeah, especially if you know you were counting on Jayon as one of your top three linebackers. Just go, you know, um, grab the replacement there. Compton, as Absurdism points out here in the comments, uh, it looks like that our boy, Will Compton, got the green dot over Rashawn Evans. So that is noteworthy. That means yep. that Compton is going to be on the field if he's the one calling the plays. Yeah, I mean, he got six tackles and 35 snaps this past week, so that's nice. Yep. So D-line, actually a couple recommendations here. We I couldn't find any overlap between Kyle and Mike's articles, but they're both from the same team. Mike suggested Josh Sweat, defensive end for the Eagles, while Kyle suggested Javon Hargrave, defensive tackle also for the Eagles. Addy, why should these two guys be on IDP players' radars? I mean, Josh Sweat's been playing well this year. He's, you know, he's got four sacks on the year, um, and it seems like he's been playing much better as of late. Um, Jav- Javon Hargrave, a guy that we were all kind of excited about to start the year, he's kind of been slow to start, um, but he's he's been more productive as of late as well. So, yeah, both those guys, uh, good options. You know, Hargrave's definitely defensive tackle only leaks. Um, but uh, but yeah, two good options for you, Josh Sweat. We've been we've been pumping him for a little bit now. Yeah, the Sweat Bros, him and Montez Sweat, mm-hmm. both yeah. having nice years. Sweat's it's good not to be- getting Sweat. He's not getting the snaps that we would like. I mean, he's still like hovering around like thirty a game. We want him to get more up in that forty to forty five range. But still, he's he's been productive. Yes. So let's, Addy, I'm just going to clear the kind of like Jordan with the ball at the end of the game. I'm just going to set the stage and then clear out of the lane and let you take it to the hoop here. Both Kyle and Mike recommended Ashton Davis safety for the Jets. So speak on it, Addy. Been telling you. But yeah, this was a huge breakout game for Davis. Uh, 12 tackles and a fumble recovery. Um, 36% of his snaps came from at the line or in the box, played free safety 42%. So why is that important? Well, it's important because we want to know um, who's playing closer to the line of scrimmage because that's usually where the tackles come from. Um, so if we were comparing them to Marcus May, Marcus May only played 20% in the box or at the line. 
and 68% at free safety. So he's playing deep a lot more. Um, that's what we want for IDP. But yeah, Ashton Davis is balling. Um, the week uh, previous, he, he he should have had a sack, uh, but that got called back. So um, someone that I'm just I'm super impressed with. He seems to to have a nose for the ball, um, and uh, he's he's in that Jamal Adams role right now. So another note here on 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 Ashton Davis that I thought was was kind of cool. Um, he doesn't have a car, and he still rides a bike to work uh, every day. That's like some green Bay Packers. They always show at the beginning of training camp where they ride the bikes that the kids bring, but this is by choice. Ashton Davis is still just riding a bike to work. Get someone. Can we get like, start a, a, a like a GoFundMe to get Ashton yeah. Davis a vehicle. Yeah. Come on. He's, he's playing great now. I think it's time for him to uh, upgrade and get a car. And also it's like, 20 degrees there in New York. So uh, see that can't be safe as cold as it is. It's like, get a car, bro, or just ride share. And I, I found, I found that out from a tweet here. There was a comment underneath that tweet uh, that I thought was, was pretty funny here. Here it is. It's imagine biking in sub freezing temperatures to be coached by Adam Gase. Yeah. I can't imagine a worse hell. I think that's like the, actually the eighth <laughs> ring of hell. It's, it's down below the typical seven that you hear about. Yeah. Uh, like but, time. At least he'll be, uh, you know, under a new coach next season. But yeah, Ashton so, Davis. I mean, a great dynasty ad. I mean, he's uh, he's someone you should have probably already. It, it might be too late now, but uh, there will be a lot of competition for for people going after this guy this week. And uh, as we recall, Addy got the extension from yours truly in the XFFL. Yes, that was wonderful timing. You love doing that. You give you give uh, you know you put yourself on a, out on a limb and and, and give someone extension. And uh, they immediately, you know, followed up with a huge week. So love you for that, Ashton. Thank you. And you gave him some extra money right before the holidays. Yeah. So and I want him. To, I want him to get a car, Josh. That's why. Yes. I did it. Please, Ashton. You're a good guy, Adam. Addie's trying to hook you up with some funds here to get a vehicle. Get the Kirk Cousins van. Yeah, is the he, Astro van. The Astro van. I was going to say. I legit think that's what he drives. It's or like or a, the the Mark Stephen Mark like three van, van that we used to rock as a yeah. Raymer family down to Florida. Could be ice cream truck type deal. Just. Big old, big old van. Do you guys ever have uh, curtains in, in those vans yes. or anything? Oh, yes. Remember oh, those? Yeah. yeah. The curtains on the windows. We had a button that would make the seats lay flat. Ooh. Did we really? Yeah. That was a fancy van. Oh, yeah. Had a TV. Had that, This was back when TVs were square and boxy, and it had a, t, a little TV up in a... Like, like recessed into... Yeah, a, like recessed into like a wooden kind of cabinet. Um. We thought man. we were just, we thought big we were towers. big time, man. Yeah. We used to hook up the N64 on the way down to Florida and just play for like hours on end. Yeah. We were shitting in high cotton. It was, it was really good. So the, let's get to the main event here, fellow. What uh, fellows, what people have been waiting for, have been clamoring for all week. It's time to compare some IDPs to our favorite Thanksgiving foods. And so we're going to start, of course, with turkey, this is the food that is synonymous with Thanksgiving, Addy. But here's the dirty little secret, and especially for our international listeners, which we know, Connor, we have a tremendous listening in Denmark. We are the 28th podcast in Denmark, I think. Yeah, shout out all our listeners in Denmark. That's in fantasy, fantasy sports, right? Not just yes, period. Yes, of course. No, not just period. everything, yeah. 
No, we're, we're probably, taking over we're like Mark 35th Marcus. and probably overall. But yes, in fantasy, we are the 28th podcast. You could put a gun to my head and be like, you better point out Denmark or I'm going to blow your brains out. I just, I didn't think it was a real country. I thought it was just made up. Yeah, but that's sick. Shout out Denmark. No, this is a serious, I know Denmark was real. I thought Kazakhstan, like Borat's home. I know Kazakhstan. Yeah, I thought it was fake. Then they went there on the amazing race, and I was like, this is a real country? Yeah. That suit is black, not. Yeah, like, I would had no idea. I'm also geographically just an idiot, so <laughs> you have to keep that in mind. But anyways, my point was, for international listeners, turkey, it is the dish that is most closely associated with Thanksgiving. It's supposed to be the star of the show, but Addy, it's highly overrated. It's a bad bird. It's typically overcooked, so it's very dry. So the place that we're going to be looking at here are overhyped and overrated. And to give you a flavor for what I'm, what I mean, I'll kick us off with Corey Littleton. He was brought into Las Vegas, that brand new stadium, the, the death star, I think they call it the nerds on ESPN, which is owned by Disney, which owns star Wars. So connect the dots here, but still a nerdy comparison. He was brought in to this rebuilt defense to be the star. And he's been shown up by Nick Kwiatkowski and Nicholas Morrow. Now, John Macri, the beloved PFF Macri, as we know, Addy, shout out, uh, wrote an article for PFF earlier this season, breaking down Corey's struggles. But this turkey is just sloppy. Corey Littleton leads the NFL in missed tackles despite playing in just eight games, Addy. Yikes. Not good. No, he is not good. And uh, right now, uh, yeah, Absher is. I'm pointing out. I'm a big Raiders fan. He has been a letdown. Absolutely, he is the turkey right now for me. Addy, who is your pick? For me, it's going to be Jerome Baker. Jerome Baker. Jerome Baker. He's currently the LB32. Not bad, right? Wrong. Let's look. Not little- bad, right? <laughs> Wrong. That's a very much a Borat joke. We're doing Borat bits tonight. <laughs> Lots of Borat bits. Like sleeve of a wizard. <laughs> uh, let's dig a little deeper into this turkey, though, Mr. Jerome Baker. So through his first eight games, Jerome Baker saw no less than 75% of the defensive snaps. This all changed after week nine. In week 10, he saw 60% of the snaps. And then in week 11, he saw only 31%. Yikes. Rut row. Remember that massive week one performance he had? 16 tackles and a sack. Uh, that worked out to 32 points. Over his next nine games, he's averaged 8.3 points per game. Baker's fallen out of favor with the staff, and he should be out of your lineup, Joshy and Connie. Falling out of favor and falling out of your lineup. And falling Lord. out of your hearts, if we're being honest. Sure, sure. Heart not made of gold. No, absolutely. Just a pure black heart. All right, so Corey Littleton, Jerome Baker, turkeys. Connor, take us home. Final turkey. My turkey is Bradley Chubb. Ooh, you don't have a Chubb for Bradley Chubb. Huh? I do not. No stiffy for Chubb. Giving, a, giving Chubb a stiff arm, if you will. I'll be here all night. <laughs> <laughs> um, he literally will. He may fall asleep yeah, in that chair. Legitimately, so. I'm, I'm fading fast, although I just cr- absolutely crushed a Yedster full of coffee. So it, it, it just twins. You have, make- to, you have to accept at this point, nothing short of heroin, mainlining heroin with twins is going to wake you up. Yeah, you have to find some toot, and I'm just not, I'm not going to be able to get my hands on any. But Bradley Chubb coming off the injury. This was supposed to be a bounce back year for Chubb, and he's been 
uh, fine, I guess, but has certainly not lived up to the hype. Uh, he's appeared in every game, but has only scored in double digits four times. So, I mean, he's really an edge player that uh, hurt by his, his design, but he's a linebacker. Uh, he's LB 49 right now. Yeah, he's he's an edge guy, Addy. In defensive end, if you got him as a defensive end, he's doing fine. He's like the end 18. But as a LB, which is how he's going to be classified on a lot of platforms, LB 49 right now. Which is just not getting it done. No, and especially you know with Novon Miller, um, he's really the guy that that defense needs to step up. And I think a lot of us were expecting him to take you know a, a massive leap this year. But we also got to keep in mind he's coming off that ACL. Maybe he just needs a, another year. Yeah, maybe next year will be the year. Right. But, um, not lived up to the hype so far. So let's move on. Turkey may be the star, but ham, Connor, that other Thanksgiving meat is crucial. And low-key, better than turkey. Agree or disagree? Oh, I totally agree. Now, if you're going turkey, though, you got to go dark meat. Of course. Yeah, you want the dark. That's going to be the best. But um, ah, I'm a ham, I'm a ham boy over over uh, over turkey, and here's why. And shout out the late, great Uncle Tim. Yes. Eating ham ham sandwiches with him at, uh, at Thanksgiving dinner where he would just load up Sister Schubert rolls with butter take a little piece of ham. He'd take a deviled egg, mashed potatoes. And sometimes he would even stack like a veggie in there and then just eat like eat I, a sandwich. that's as big as like a Big yeah, Mac. I, I swear to you. And that was just like as a after dinner type. Like, yeah, just, that was like a, he'd eat maybe five of those. Yeah, after it's like dinner. seven o'clock. Yeah. And I'm getting hungry again. Yeah. So in honor of uncle Tim, I'm going to be eating those. So yeah, I think I am. I'm a ham boy. Ham boy. So Addie, we've classified this. This is the sidekick. Who's actually the star. This is where Robin is better than the so-called Batman. And I'll kick us off. I'm going Foisade Aluakun of the Atlanta Falcons. Now, he's LB22 right now. Batman, Deion Jones, is linebacker 20. But yet, what did you pay for Foyer? Nothing. He was on waivers in probably 99% of leagues. Dion was probably your first, most likely your second linebacker off the board. So you paid a hefty price to get him. But Foyer has outscored and outproduced based on where you took him. That return on investment, you're getting much more from Aluakun. And not to mention, we talked about this when he had the three fumbles in one half of football. He has the ham Murphis, Addy. <laughs> Love it, Joshy. We'll both be here all night just snoozing away in the warm and toasty soda shack. Hey, it's a Rama thing. That's right. <laughs> all right, Addy, who is your pick for the ham of the IDP world? For me, it's Jesse Bates. Uh, Jesse Bates, he has a PFF grade of 91. This is PFF's number one rated defensive back. He's hashtag actually good. Actually good? Actually good. Uh, Jesse Bates is currently the safety four. He's averaging about 14 points uh, a game. All offseason, folks like me were telling you to fade Jesse Bates. You know, he, he plays more deep. Uh, Von Bell is a strong safety. He's a guy that's going to be pay- playing in the box. You want Von Bell. Also, Sean Williams, he's there. He's going to take away tackle opportunities, yada, yada, yada. None of this worked out. Doesn't matter with Jesse Bates. Jesse Bates is that Justin Simmons type plays deep, but he has a knack for making plays on a consistent basis. Jesse will be a, another prime fade candidate this offseason, uh, but it's not going to be by me. We're, you, you need to hold us accountable and tell us if we try to start fading Jesse again, just be like, no, boys, we're not doing it. We're giving Jesse the respect that he deserves. Um, 
And we should point out, Von Bell's been fine, but Jesse Bates has been better. Yep. And if he's in that Justin Simmons mold, we saw that insane Simmons interception where he covered about what felt like 70 yards of ground to make the pick on that final game against or that final play against the Dolphins. Yeah, he's so sick, man. Very underrated. Probably the most underrated safety outside of Poyer. That's right. So, Ham Boy, take us on with your pick. So we're going Ham with my man, JPP. JPP, give me eight, my man. Shaq Barrett gets all the love, and 19 and a half sacks in 2019 will do that for you. But what about JPP? This guy is balling this year like he does every year. Uh, JPP is is averaging DN6 or better, depending on your league, linebacker 18. Meanwhile, Shaq Barrett is averaging 10.16 points per game and is currently DN13, or again, depending on your league, linebacker 27. Now, we do need to give Shaq Barrett some love. He is second in pressures, only behind the man, the myth, the legend, Aaron Aaron Donald. Donald. Yes. Uh, JPP has 31. Uh, This is fine, but he's tied for 29th best, according to PFF. So JPP, he's getting numbies. He is getting numbies. And I loved it. That great Monday night game. Uh, you know, shout out the Bucks and the Rams. That was a fun game, unless you're Tom Brady trying to throw deep. I think over the last five games, his passer rating on deep passes is 0.0. So unless you're Tom Brady's deep targets, you would very much enjoy that Monday night game. And what I love most was JPP going up to SWAT uh, a pass from Jared Goff with his right hand that had, I think, three fingers on it. So, and you could clearly see it, right? Like, it's just so strange to think that if Goff had thrown the ball a little bit further the other way, it could have sailed right past a JPP's hand and he wouldn't have been able to bat it down because he's missing those fingies, Eddie. <laughs> Love to see it. <laughs> Love to see it. Good old hand joke at the people, expense yeah. of JPP. People don't forget JPP. People, be responsible with your fireworks for the love of God. If you're an NFL player, don't handle don't your do own fireworks. It's like we were talking about. If you're rich, don't drive your own car. Have a driver. Just don't do anything. Yeah, just don't get canceled. Don't yeah. there the world is out to, you know, watch you fall. Don't give them a reason to. Sir, lock, your, you, lock yourself in a padded room. Stay inside, right. folks. Never leave. Get off the grid. Manage your own food and energy. Have y'all seen the guy for uh Barstool, he kind of carries the flag for the Bucks. His name's Stephen Shea. He's like one of their head of the marketing department. He's a huge Bucks fan, but he has the most cringeworthy, and it's almost become like famous amongst NFL people, especially Bucks fans. But anytime JPP does something, he'll just do like a cringeworthy camera angle and go JPP, and it just become like this new like internet audio tagline. So you're going to be hearing that, I'm sure, or seeing that a lot. If you Google JPP anytime he does something big, it's going to reroute you to Stephen Shea doing some just awkward video for him. I'll have to tag you in it just so you please can see don't. It. I did not know that need. I did not need to know that existed and I'm not going to indulge. Yeah. yeah we it's, don't support uh barstool Connor. Yeah. This guy is he's, he's out of control on his cringeworthy videos. They're, they're hard to watch, but I can't stop. So it's just kind of a catch 22 barstool. Let's uh Barstool sports for proud boys. <laughs> Thanks, Addy, <laughs> for bringing that home. You're the uncle at the table right now. Yeah, you are uh, crazy. Uncle Addy. That's right. Uh, let's talk about mashed potatoes. So compared to all the cheap knockoffs, it's amazing to have the real thing. I've said this. This is one of my food, uh, you know, flag plants, boxed mashed potatoes. Anything that is not the real deal is not good. 
but we pretend like it is because it's mashed potatoes, right? It's, it can't be that hard. And then you have the real thing at Thanksgiving and you're like, Oh my God, I'm sorry. I ever disrespected you mashed potatoes. You are amazing. So this is players that are legit, the real deal. And we're going to start with JPP's teammate, Levante David. Every year, we try to crown a new linebacker to crack the top five and carry our IDP squads. Sure, we have to squint a little bit when looking at those other options, but we tell ourselves it'll be fine. It's mashed potatoes. Not that difficult, right? Wrong. Levante David is always better than the knockoffs because, Addy, he is the real deal. Love it, Joshy. Got another elite linebacker for you. Hit me with it, baby. Bobby Wagner. LB6, averaging almost 15 points a game. This will be Bobby Wagner's ninth straight season with 100 tackles. Anyone want to guess how many seasons Bobby Wagner's played? Mm, I saw it in the notes, so I am not going to guess. Okay, good guess, but uh, incorrect. It's nine. Oh, that was so close. (laughs) Wagner is PFF's number one rated linebacker. This guy's good. Thankful for your B-Wags. Also, you two Z-Mags. Z-Mags and B-Wags. Yeah, so B-Wags helped me bring home. I believe he was on my squad the year I took home the title in the XFFL. So forever grateful to B-Wags for just being the man there in Seattle's linebacking core. All right, Connie, take us home. We're moving to a different position group, but you've got a really nice pick here for some mash taters. Yeah, for my mash tater pick, I have Jordan Poyer. Uh, we mentioned it last week, but in a year that has kind of been topsy-turvy for safety, one fact remains, Poyer is rock-freaking-solid, baby! He has a smoke show wife who retweeted us, and his play has been exceptional this year. Buddha of, is king, of course, but sitting at his right hand is Jordan Poyer, safety two on the season. Let's not skip over the fact that Poyer's wife is an absolute bombshell, who gave us that retweet, Addy, and that tweet had some of the highest engagement we've ever gotten. Tip of the cap to you, my lady. Yeah, she's following us. She's seeing what we're doing. We see you, Rachel. I think uh, she just happened to be perusing the her husband's name or maybe the Bill's hashtag and happened to come across that. And we were talking good about Poyer, so... Yeah, let's hashtag yeah. this Epi. Yeah, just hot hashtag it at mention her. Yep, it was uh, it was really nice what she done for us, and we'll we'll always be thankful for. Her. Absolutely. So there are our mashed potato picks. Let's move on to my personal favorite, my top, tippy top of the food pyramid, or is it the bottom? That's what you eat the most of. So it's the bottom of the food pyramid for me. It's mac and cheese. Now, even though you've had it all year, somehow, inexplicably, mac and cheese always tastes better on the big day of Thanksgiving. So these players, Connor, despite the fact that we've had them in our lives all season, they just have been playing a little bit better like mac and cheese. They taste better on the big day. And I'm going to kick us off with a player. We all know who it is. JJ Watt now started this year slow. Addy, then we put him on blast by saying his brother is better than him. 
Which is still, still true. true. Still true, by the yeah. way. Uh, this is, you know, uh, speaking in terms of on the field play and IDP performance. But nevertheless, since we put him on blast, J.J. Watt has been tearing it up. Starting in week six, he scored 21, 15, had his bye week, 13, 11, and 11. This is the crucial stretch of the fantasy season. We're making the push for the playoffs. It's the big day, Addy. And J.J. is coming through, playing back than he has all year. Good stuff, JJ. That's what uh, two Connor named his boy after. <laughs> Never forget. As you think he's uh, going to be, uh, you know, during sometime during family dinner, Thanksgiving dinner, while they're sitting down eating their subway as a Watt family, that he's going to be out in the yard do, doing the tackling, you know, this, with the sleds and doing all the rip and swim moves, listening to what is it, Fort Meyer, 1000% pain? Yeah, Fort Minor. Fort Minor. Yeah. Fort Minor. There we go. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt about it. Who's your pick for Mac and Cheese, Eddie? It's going to be Jamie Collins for me. Uh, just underrated. Always underrated. So he got off to a slow start like JJ. Averaged 10 points per game the first six. But over the last four, we've seen that tick up to about 16 a game. He's currently the LB17 on the, se- on the season. Um just an underrated asset. He is the piece to own on that Detroit defense. But Addy, I thought all the Detroit linebackers were terrible. We should have seen this coming. You know, this was, uh, this was, uh, you know, Matt P's there. We know that we know the, uh, the former ties to new England and, and he coached him there. Um, we should have seen this coming, but, but Jamie Collins was, you know, he was going like LB 36 to 45, you know, beginning of the year. Uh, he's definitely outproduced that, uh, that draft spot. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it seemed like the obvious choice, which I think is why a lot of us shied away from it because everything seems to be upside down in Detroit. So we thought, no, nah, it'll be someone like Jelani Tavai or, you know, some player to be named later, Gerard Davis or some guy off the street. But, uh, Connor, take us home. Who is your pick for the Mac and cheese player? Before I do mine, anytime you talk about Matt Patricia, I just I always think of him as Pencil Boy now. Pencil Boy. He is Pencil Boy. boy. Okay. Putting up a big offer against the Carolina Panthers, just, you know, stalwart defense. I thought that would be the final nail in Pencil Boy's coffin, but he lives to coach another day, Addy. I know, man. It's going to ha- it's gonna have to happen one of these days, right? Has to. The day of reckoning is coming soon, and I cannot wait, Connor. But take us home with your mac and cheese pick. My mac and cheese pick, Jabril Peppers. These peppers are hot, baby. As we know, after a slow start through the first six weeks, Peppers has put up some impressive numbers looking at 13.9, 19.35, 22.5, and 22.95 this last week. Damn, Daniel. Peppers is balling. He is my mac and cheese pick. Uh, after a little slow start, he has really picked things up uh, after week six. And as we know, shout out to our boy Evan Lucian. Addy gave us some love on Twitter for the nice banter that we had about you not taking L's, but just eating W's. And uh, this is a player that got brought up in that discussion. But uh, no matter where you come down on Jabril Peppers, it has been nice if you held on to him through the slow start. You're getting rewarded for that now. Yep, I know our boy uh, Jordan Range is is pleased to see this. Very pleased. I think he's probably the biggest uh, Pepper stand I know. 
I think so. Yeah, I associate him with uh, Jabril, Jabril Peppers. So yeah, so I'm him. sure I'm sure he's happy to hear it's our mac and cheese pick. But let's talk about a dish that I don't personally like. But Addy, you brought it up perfectly, and I think said it very well. Sweet potato casserole. What is it? Is it a side dish with the meal? Is it dessert? Why is it so good? So these are players that just defy logic and expectations. They are bafflingly good. You don't understand how it happens, but they're good despite your disbelief. And I'm going to kick us off with Kerry Hyder. Connie, when Nick Bosa went down, we wrote off that defensive line. Maybe Eric Armstead could be good for defensive tackle required leagues. No, but here comes 29 year old. Kerry Hyder scoring double digits in all but two weeks. He's sitting as the defensive end 14 after missing a game and already having his bye week. So he could even be higher in the ranks if it weren't for that. How? How is this happening? He is the sweet potato casserole of the defensive end position right now. I can it's see crazy. that. You know? Yeah, go ahead, Adam. It's crazy. It just, it, it, it uh, yeah, it doesn't make much sense. Kerry who? Kerry, Kerry Hoofer? When you guys used to give me crap for the uh, Jimmy Hoffa <laughs> buried under the, what is it? The Mets stadium or the giant stadium, giant Giants stadium. There stadium. You, go. you guys like this stuff. You guys like sweet potato casserole. It took me a little bit to cut, to get into it. Like I was always, the sweet potato part always scared me. Same. I was late to the game with marshmallow on top too, but it is, it's far and away. Like one of the low key best sides you can get. Like it is so, cause I love sweet potatoes. Now I yep. eat them just obviously without being covered in, uh, marshmallows, marshmallows but <laughs> I mean, it is, yes. Yeah. I mean, it's out of this world. Good. So I'm going to indulge on that. Like crazy again. Also not only in honor of uncle Tim, but just because yeah, it's a little indulgent treat. You we can eat it. it as a side dish and it's kind of like a pre-dessert. If you, I, yeah. I'm just going to ask that you try it this year. If you haven't I'll tried try it, it there, for sure. it is, it's, I'll, I'll give it a it try. Is so good. Anything with marshmallows on it. I mean, just let that have a go. It's fantastic. Some people call it sweet potato crunch. I think that's the version that my aunt makes. But man, it, it is it is what I look forward to the most. As as uh, far as what I look forward to the most, Addy, it's your it's your pick for the sweet potato casserole player. Right. You were talking about how with uh, with Kerry Hyder. Speaking of how, Trey Hendrickson. How? Trey Hendrickson is the league leader in sacks this year. You guys know that. This does not make any sense. I thought he was going to be like the week one or week two guy. That slowly faded into oblivion, but he's still here. Addy, how is it happening? Oh, he's not done yet, Josh. He is. Uh, he's currently the DE4, averaging 12.2 points per game. He has 34 pressures, which is 21st most. Um, but you need to keep in mind, he has, uh, he has done this on only 387 snaps. So let's look at his teammate, Cam Jordan. Cam Jordan has 40 pressures, but he's played 532 snaps. That's 145 more snaps than Trey. So Trey is doing a lot with way less. Yeah. And that defensive line, I just picked up David Anyamata mm -hmm. as well. He's like def defensive tackle three or four. I think he's defensive tackle three right now. So this defensive line, the Saints defense has really helped them you know, with uh, the Drew Brees injury kind of weather the storm here and, and hold that place as the NFC's number one seed. And this defense anchored by this defensive line is a big part of the reason why, Addy. 
Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I, I think some of us were kind of concerned once Marcus Davenport came back, what would that mean for Trey? Well, uh, rightfully so, but it hasn't meant much. I mean, Trey Henderson's still out there playing more snaps than ever. And, uh, I mean, he he's the most productive guy on that on that unit right now. So, love to see it. Love to see it. All right, Connor. Also love to see your sweet potato casserole pick. Who we got here? My uh, candied yams pick is Daniel Sorensen. Ooh, little so, Sorensen love. Yes. Same story as Peppers. You know, he had a slow start, except his wasn't as long. It was only through the first three weeks for Sorensen, of course, on a great team there with the Chiefs. Uh, but it turned it on, turned it on in week four, and he really never looked back. So as of week four, going through some point totals, the sky racked up 14 and a quarter. 9, 13.25, 26, 16.75, 17.5, and 13.25 this last week. Uh, Sorensen, like the Chiefs, has been really turning it up as of late. So um, he is. it's an easy pick for me for the sweet potato casserole or candied yams. Or the, the how is he this good? Because he gets overshadowed there by, you know, uh, the honey badger. Uh, he gets overshadowed, Addy, by our boy um, who got hurt. Uh, help me out here. The other safety there that we love in Kansas City. Uh, Ladarius Sneed. Ladarius Sneed is another one as well. Um, who is the guy that Bobby always liked? Juan um, Thornhill. Juan Thornhill. There it is. So you have three other safeties there. And all, all this time, we've kind of forgotten about Daniel Sorensen, but he's putting up numbies like one of the best safeties in the league, Addy. Yeah, he's crushing it right now. I mean, I'd say in the last, I'd, I'd, I'd imagine like in the last, you know, four or five weeks, he's probably like the safety one or two. I mean, I don't think there's been anyone better than him. Um, he's just been crushing it week in and week out. Absolutely. All right, let's take it home here, fellas, with the not flashy, but you're thankful for them dish at Thanksgiving. It's rolls. Now, Connor, we are uh, the sister Schubert rolls. Yep. Uh, we we stand for Sister Shubes. Addy, is it Sister Shubes for your family as well at Thanksgiving? Yeah, for the most part, I think it's Sister Schubert. Um, yeah. Which ones do y'all do? Do y'all do the ones in the like the tin or a little you, circular you, tin? Yeah, yeah. That's we'll do truth. the dinner roll, like the bigger kind of rectangular ones that you get at like a in the you bag. Know, yeah, the frozen in the back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. We'll you know what else sometimes. we're doing this year too, right? Do is the fire cornbread. Ooh. Remember mom is making that that she made the other day? Kind of like uh, in uh, Montana Grill. It's Montana Grill Ooh, style where it's got the jalapenos it. and the, yeah, she's doing that this year. She said for Thanksgiving, which all right. I'm all about. Love that. But these are, these are your standard dinner rolls, right? They're not flashy, but you're thankful for them. Now, the key is you don't want to fill up on the rolls. And this is similar to these players. They're not sexy. They're solid. But you don't want to have a team of a bunch of rolls because you're not going to win a title with a bunch of dinner rolls on your team, Addy. So to give you some some idea of who we're talking about here, Vince Williams, Steelers linebacker. Addy, who wanted Vince Williams preseason? Not me. Nobody. Everybody wanted Devin Bush. And what's Vince done? Be a top 16 linebacker ahead of Deion Jones, Jordan Hicks, the woodchopper, A.J. Johnson, our baby, Fred Warner, Joe Schobert, our baby, Connor, Darius Leonard, and Miles Jack. Vince freaking Williams, the guy that nobody wanted, is exemplifies to me, Addy, this dinner roll metaphor of not sexy, but very solid. 
That's a great choice right there, Josh. I love it. Um, my my pick here is going to be Malcolm Jenkins. I mean, he's just a, a old ass man. He's like what 32, 33. Boring, right? He's a safety seven right now. Um, got off to a little bit of a slow start over his first six games. Uh, only averaged ten a game, but fourteen point four over his last four. Again. Safety seven on the year. I mean, he's even going to be fine for dynasty. Uh, the Saints locked him up for, I think it was like four years, 32 million uh, this off season. So um, always underrated, always going to be able to, to get this guy as like a safety too. But um, yeah, just old reliable vet. And he's just uh, going to continue to produce in his, in his old age. That's right. I was thinking this Saints defense is one of the teams right now that has the most value at various positions. We mentioned the defensive line between Cameron Jordan, Trey Hendrickson, Anyamata. We've got Malcolm Jenkins now balling out. I was actually looking to see uh, where Demario Davis was. And so right now, Demario Davis, he is LB 12 sandwiched in between TJ Watt and Jayon Brown with Shaq Thompson right there behind Jayon Brown. So, The Saints, this may be every year. It seems like we have these teams, the Steelers, obviously seems like these great defenses. You kind of think sometimes, at least I do as an IDP player, maybe there won't be as much value there for IDP because it's a team effort, right? The whole team is contributing top to bottom. Every position is solid. So maybe the tackles are more distributed or the interceptions or the sacks or whatever. But I think we're seeing here, Addy, there is some real value to be had on these stellar defensive teams. Really good point. Same thing with like the Steelers. You know, there's there's like six or seven IDP relevant pieces on that defense. Same thing here. Uh, we didn't even mention, you know, Gardner Johnson, Deuce, uh, Quan Alexander, seen his snaps tick up. Um, yeah, just just very fruitful for fantasy. Some of these teams. Yeah, I keep starting. I have old uh, Gardner Deuce on my bench because I have Kari Willis, Harrison Smith, Jonathan Abram, Buda Baker, and Chauncey Gardner Johnson keeps outscoring all of them. I don't know what to do, Addy. I'm very conflicted. Yeah, and then when you he's just one of those types. When you finally do get the courage to put him in your lineup, he's going to give you a 2.5. That's why I'm not putting – I refuse. He's just not going in. I'm not going to do it. I refuse to put him in the lineup because I know when I do, he will crap my team. Yeah. But Connie, the last food comparison for these NFL players, these IDPs, who do you got as your roles pick? I got defensive tackle Fletcher Cox. So he is defensive tackle eight right now. Um, longest slow start in my group. That's just kind of appears to be the theme of a few of the guys I've picked, but good news is they all have turned it on, especially as of late. So Fletcher was kind of inconsistent till week six. And like a lot of these other guys put together a run, uh, and here's kind of a recap of what he's looked like. Uh, look, starting at week six, 18.75, 11 and a quarter, 11.75, 8.75 and 12 points this last week. So, you know, we'll see if he is more of the first half of the season or the Fletcher of late. Yeah. And I think that first game was 8.75. 
Was it? Yeah, eight point yeah. seven five. What I say? You say eighteen. Uh, yeah. So I didn't want to. I didn't want to listeners be like, "What?" Fletcher Cox had a huge yeah. game, but 8.75. yeah, he's had. He's been solid. I mean, that's right around like a ten point average, which is really good, Addy, for defensive tackle required leagues. Um, and Fletcher Cox, one of those guys that we know is good in the NFL, but he kind of felt like an older, overpaid veteran that was just like, "Yawn, I'm kind of over it." Kind of like a Malcolm Jenkins. Like, let's move on to something flashier and sexier. The Ed Olivers of the world, and uh, Fletcher Cox is uh, hanging in there and uh, in the mix and in the discussion for defensive tackles that should be on your radar week to week. Yeah, a lot of those pieces on that unit are. I mean, we talked about Josh Sweat earlier, Hargrave, um, and then Barnett has these weeks where he does well. But yeah, Cox is is, uh, is always going to be up there among the, the top defensive tackles. Not to mention the DN number two, Brandon Graham. Love Cox. Yes, your boy. Love Cox. That's right. Thank you, know you, you do, Connor. Yeah, that's true, Connie. All right. Well, hope you all enjoyed this segment. We put in a lot of time and work thinking up. And and honestly, this was most difficult, Addy, because we had to then think about Thanksgiving food. And I just spent the whole time putting in my notes. Very, very hungry. Yes, I know. It's it's very tough staring at sweet potato casserole and mashed potatoes and trying to think about those things and comparing to players. Yeah, um, it's uh, the, the the way that we suffer for the show, Addie. You suffer for your art sometimes. Yeah, these are these are the hardest shows. I always, you know, spend a little more time than I probably should trying to think of the perfect guy for the, you know, and the perfect food. Is there a perfect food, though, Addie? Hmm. Mexican food. Mm, Mexican food is pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty close. Pretty darn close. All right. Well, hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode. Hopefully you enjoyed this crazy segment. We like to have a little fun around the holidays, Addy. And like I said, that's just what you're going to get with the Big 3 IDP podcast. Even though it's been a weird year with the Rona, we know, Addy, you've unfortunately had to tap out of Thanksgiving this year because of that. If you are able to, we hope you enjoy Thanksgiving this week. We hope you enjoy the food, the family, the fellowship, and the football. We will be back at you all next week with a little surprise with that uh, we've been looking to next season we've been you know one it's it's december it's the last month of regular season football assuming no coronavirus postponements so we wanted to do something special so we've updated our cover art we got a bang a new intro song that we will debut next week so do not miss that episode and we should mention after that one addy the great PFF Macri will be joining us on December 8th to break down some of the biggest takeaways from the NFL season and the IDP landscape. Should be a lot of fun having John back on the show. Yes, sir. Streets are about to be on fire with that new intro. I know. I've been listening to it all day. I cannot wait to share it with you all. Uh, if you listen in your car, like, I don't know, Addy, what you, uh, Connie, what you guys do here. I like to listen to the pod in as many different audio settings as possible, but my favorite is always the car. That's why I take like a car lunch or go out on a Starbucks run or go run errands for Allie. But this new intro sounds amazing. As the kids say, Connie, it slaps. Yeah, it's, I, I was pumped when I first heard it. I think all the listeners are, are going to like it. I'm, I'm excited to see the new cover art. So, you know, big, Big tings. So big tings. As yeah. we know, we got some new cover art coming for our boy, Dr. Lisa's that's in the works right now. It looks amazing. So just, you know, we keep it 100 with the professionalism, with the appearance, Addy. We don't ever do anything, you know, um, half ass. 
No, hey, let, hey, let's raise the roof for that, boys, for all this new news. Hey, you didn't tell Macri I got his name wrong the first time I ever talked about him on the pod. Oh, you? that's okay. That I called him John. Yeah, we totally yeah. did. Yeah, we did. Speaking of John, just quick poll here before we get off of here. John Harbaugh, what's the over-under on how quickly he would have got slept by either... Mm, uh, one punch. Vrabel or uh, Malcolm Butler? One punch, especially if it was Vrabel. Rabel, I saw his stats. He's, uh, I mean, he's, I think, 6'4", 265 still. Harbaugh would have caught these hands and gone to night-night land very quickly. Yeah, just making sure we're on the same page there. What was that about? Harbaugh was being a little (laughs) little girl right there, Dan, wasn't he? It was, uh, apparently, there's bad blood between these teams. You know, the Titans came in and embarrassed them as the number one seed. So I think they said that the players were standing on the logo of the field and it, they just felt like they were kind of encroaching on their territory when well, they were like scuffing it up for the game, yeah. like standing out there, like trashing on it at the, on the center field of the opposing team. And he came out and took exception with Butler. And I think Butler was talking John, right yeah. back. Yeah. I don't think Butler has any problem giving it right back to the coach, but Harbaugh, come on. You're the face of the franchise. Get out of the scrum. Hey, this they gotta show they gotta know whose house this is. This is our house. We can't have them doing that stuff in midfield disrespecting our house like that. You kidding me, Josh? We must protect <laughs> this house as we lose a game to the Tennessee Titans again. It's like when y'all got the flowers, the fake flowers from your rival school in middle school, like your coach your coach sent your team oh flowers and said they yes. were from the other school. All the psychological <laughs> ploys. But this is not a psychological ploy. We want to give us a sincere shout out because we are thankful this week, especially but every week for our patrons, Joseph, Bobby, Jason, Nico, Lauren, Aaron, Tom, and DJ Caltown, whose name I have already forgotten. And I do not want to know Addy. So how oh, you monster, you keep ruining the intrigue and the surprise. But anyways, I'll say it again. Thank you all for listening. I'll take care. Stay safe. And we will see you guys next week. If you like Big 3 IDP, you'll love the IDP guys. You can find us on Stitcher, iTunes, basically anywhere you find your podcasts. Uh, And, I mean, mostly I'm just really sorry about Mike's marriage. That's, That's really what I'm here to say. Right, right. If you want hot takes on Mike's failing marriage and talk about poop occasionally, sometimes IDP and fantasy football in general, and you like to worship Babu Freak and follow Tony Johns to protect Baby Yoda, that's the place for you, idpguys.org. It's the Big Three, it's the Dream Team. Adam, Bobby, Josh, you got the news feed. It's the Big Three, it's the Dream Team. Big Three, IDP, let's go.